You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Hey, Mousecapades listeners, this is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and two of our colleagues from the Your Story Travel Company, Gina and Sarah. We hope that you're all safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 616, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, one of us would be glad to help. Visit yourstorytravel.com and then click on the Agents tab. Look for one of us, Vicki, Gina, Sarah, or myself, Stephanie, to get a free quote. If you're thinking about going to Disney in the future, a small refundable deposit will hold your trip. Just contact us today. So Mousecapades listeners, we are very excited always to be with you, but especially this week, there seems to be a ton of magical news. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I decided this needed to be like the most positive episode that we could ever do because there were so many great things out there. And I think more have come since then, but we'll just save some of them for next week so that uh, our listeners can be surprised. But the first one is that Disney is going to have the Boo Bash. That's right. We are going to have the Boo Bash. It's not going to be Mickey's Not So Scary. Um, I'm sure it's just because of all of the COVID stuff. So they're kind of downplaying it and doing a smaller version of it. And it will be on select nights, August 10th through October 31st. So not quite as long as it was last year, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say it started right at the 1st of August because I thought Nick and Tim went. And it runs from 9 p.m. to midnight. Uh, The spooky festivities are going to include Halloween-themed cavalcades, character sightings throughout the park, special performances by the cadaver dance, decor, lighting, music, treat stops with plenty of candy, and much more. Now, the Disney After Hours Boo Bash is a ticketed event, and you will be allowed in at 7 p.m. So if you ever did the Not So Scary or the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas, you know that it used to start at seven, I believe, and they would let you in at four or something to that effect. Well, in this situation, you're gonna be allowed to go in at seven. Um, You don't need the day park ticket, but you do need to, uh, or have a reservation, but you do need to pay for this ticket and that will let you in and let them know you're okay. Guests young and old are encouraged to dress up, but just like always, you have to be under 14 years old to wear a face mask and Everybody has to wear an approved face covering during this event. The ticket sales will go on sometime next month, but they did not give us a start of sale date. We will let you know that as soon as we do. You guys, how do you wear a mask on your face for your Halloween costume and wear a mask like we've been wearing? That's what I was trying to figure out. I don't know. That will be hard. I think that a lot of people won't be able to wear, like when you mean that guests under 14 can wear a face mask. It's like a costume mask. Like right. if you want to dress up as as a, a character that has a mask that you'd attach to the back of your head and put over, you have to be under 14, but that would be really hard to put a face mask underneath that. It would also be really hard for people to know that you're wearing a mask underneath there. So I wonder if people will kind of try to get by with like, I'm just going to wear this. I bet you they will. Because like Nick has that storm, he has the stormtrooper hat and he has the Kylo Ren one that he wears sometimes at school. And I'm just trying to picture a kid trying to get a mask. You'd almost need it on the outside. I hope this means they'll bring back some more hard ticketed events. Like I just, I adore early morning magic when you got to go in and do all the fantasy land rides. That was always worth it to me. I think it's just a little bit of normalcy coming back. And I do think it is a door that just opened. I think that more stuff will, I mean, if they can do this, then why can't they do all of the other things? I'm slightly, I was was so excited when I heard this. And then 
when I saw that it was 9 to 12, I was kind of bummed because that's pretty late for us right. with young kids to like, I mean, yes, we can get in at 7, but even to get my kids to stay until 9, it's kind of hard. So do I buy them tickets and go, even though we're not going to make it to like past 930? Is it worth it? What about if you went back and took a nap? If That's what I think. Nap, would they be able to stay up later? I mean, he's two. He does take a nap already and he still doesn't make it. But who knows? I mean, he might. He just might be super crabby the next day. We'll see how that happens. If you do but... it, I would plan for a, a, a sleep in the next day. Right. Or an Epcot day. You can make it work. But it, I mean, I'm, I was really glad to see that they're back. All right, so next up, we've got more magical news from Florida. Disney World will be removing mandatory temperature checks from their entrances and more. Temperature checks have already been removed from the table service restaurants. The cast members got to skip the temperature checks for the first time this past Saturday, May 8th. It will begin for guests this next Saturday, May 16th. As you probably know, temperature checks have been happening at Disney World since they reopened last July of 2020 to try and keep germs from being spread and to keep everyone safe. We appreciate Disney being so cautious, but we do want to celebrate that we are at a place in our country to remove the temperature checks. We know that other Orlando theme parks have removed social distancing markers, but as of yet, we haven't heard anything about Disney World doing that, of course. As we always say, we're going to let you know whenever we know. Yeah, I think they put out there that temperature checks aren't a good way to identify people that are sick or necessarily carrying COVID. And it's weird because it's not all places. Like some places don't require it, but then others do. It's There's no primary reason. I think a big part of it is people who wake up and have a temperature and are cautious and caring are going to stay home whether or not they have a temperature check. But there are other people who are going to wake up and feel like that and, oh, time for some Tylenol so we can make it through our temperature check. So, like, what is the extra step of the temperature check? Like, it's just, it's, I don't, I kind of just was one of those things that takes extra time unless you just really didn't know you had a temperature. But I think that there's very few people. That's why I think that the table service places started doing the temperature checks because people were doing that taking the Tylenol to get their way in the park, not even thinking that they would get a temperature check again. But they went ahead already um, yesterday, I believe, and they're not doing temperature checks at Disney Springs already. And so um, one of the vloggers that I watched was showing how weird it was. They felt they felt almost like they were missing a step because they didn't have to go through the temperature check before they went to the security. I think for us that have been during this time, it is gonna feel weird with mm -hmm. some of the stuff disappearing because we got used to it. Absolutely. Over the past few weeks, several scenes from the Jungle Cruise have been removed while Disney prepared for the re-imaging of this attraction to debut later this year. And now we have some more information about a new scene revolving around the Trader Sam character who was removed a few weeks ago. Here's an official description for, from Disney Parks blog. Word on the stream is that Alberta Falls, proprietor of the Jungle Navigation Company, LTD, has entrusted her longtime friend, Trader Sam, to manage the new lost and found location. But with Trader Sam being Trader Sam, there's always an opportunity to make some extra money. After all, all the best rides end with a gift shop, right? So I was wondering if that meant they were going to put a gift shop on top of the fact that Trader Sam is, he's in that building that looked like a little house across from where you get on the Jungle Cruise. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they'll come out with some Trader Sam merchandise too. I wish they would. That yes. would be pretty cool. I'd love some Jungle Cruise Adventureland. Same. Merch. I can't wait until the movie comes out. <laughs> yes. Very exciting. I'm excited for that one. I feel like it's been, they've talked about it forever. And it's been two years. Board game? They have a Jungle Cruise board game. I haven't seen that yet. It is pretty cool. They actually do carry it at Target, mm -hmm. uh, but they were selling it at, at uh, Magic Kingdom, but you oh, can cool. get them at Target. So starting Monday, May 17th, Capture a Moment, a private photo session will be available at the Animal Kingdom. You can capture a special moment for you or your family members with a 20 minute photo session. 
At Disney's Animal Kingdom, these sessions will take place on or nearby Discovery Island, where you can take advantage of stunning views of the Tree of Life. After checking in with your photographer, you will get to discuss possible locations you'd like to have your photos taken at and any customizations. You and your PhotoPass photographer will be able to get creative and be able to highlight your style and personality. Each session will be $50 and can include up to eight guests. That's not a bad price. No. no. I thought it was a really good price, especially yeah. like Steph's going, is your mom and dad going with you guys this time? Nope, just us. Oh, just you. But still, you'd have your family photos there. You could use them for Christmas cards and stuff. $50 mm -hmm. is nothing for a professional photographer. Uh -uh. And you're at Disney World. That would right. be awesome. That would be worth it to get family pictures there because I paid, even with a family friend doing them, I paid $150 for a session. Yeah, I think it's a great deal. And I'd like to see it at some of the other parks. And a 20-minute session? Like, that's what the, I mean, you do minis. Right. Um, and you pay a photographer, golly, between like $150, dollars right. for for a couple of photos. Like sometimes you'll get a few from it. So that's a really good price. Sarah, you can get your family photos when you go in February or January, excuse me. I know. So the park hours have been released this week for um, July 18th, which is perfect because I just booked a trip for someone and it was that week. And I told her, Oh, it'll probably be a couple more weeks before it came out. And then I was like, ta-da, they already put the, they put the hours out because they knew you wanted to know. So the magic kingdom hours will be nine to nine that week. Epcot's 11 to nine Hollywood studios. Hours will be nine to seven animal kingdoms. Hours will be eight to six. I'm still sad. Animal kingdom needs to go later than that. Yeah. Cause you're not going to get to see, um, the awakenings tree right but for i mean i've been kind of guesstimating and for a while animal kingdom has been going just eight to five true you're true even with their extended so it's something um but i'm surprised epcot was just 11 to 9 because that one has sometimes been going to 11. yeah hmm. i think it just depends um i think it was fourth of july week that it was going to 11 and maybe it's because they're expecting bigger crowds i'm not sure even though they're not supposed to be really fluctuating in crowds. But as always, we encourage you to check the hours when you're there because they do change sometimes from day to day. And sometimes they say they do and sometimes they don't. Yes, I know. That's what happened <laughs> when I told Gina that they changed and they really didn't. It was a, it was a fake out. Oh. So Walt Disney cast members will soon be receiving special 50th anniversary name tags. Cast members have been asked to update their personal information so they can get the updated version. No photos or mockups have been released, but the name tags will likely be in line with the iridescent color scheme that has been added to Cinderella's castle and throughout Disney World. Cast members have worn name, unique name tags in various Walt Disney World areas, such as Pandora, the world, uh, the world of Avatar, and Star Wars Galaxy Edge. So we can't wait to see what Disney has come up with. That will be fun. I like a good name tag. I just like they say where they're from. It's just so special. <laughs> Me too. That's so I think fun. That's my favorite part. Yeah. It is fun. That's what um, somebody had one on from Georgia. And I'm like, oh, I know where that is. And she's like, you do? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I lived in Georgia. Should I sing this? <laughs> you welcome yourself. We'll, we'll cheer you on. Yeah, I'm not that great. But anyway, it's the circle of life. After being closed for over a full year, the Festival of the Lion King returned Saturday at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Cast members are setting up the extended queue for the show. Physical distancing measures are in place with markers on the ground. Preparation happened for this earlier this month. And cast members have set up sanitized stations for guests as they enter the queue. I don't know about everyone, but we are so excited that this amazing show is back. Yes, we are. Did any of you guys watch it on YouTube? I did. Right? I did. I was just checking it out because I wanted to know for guests and stuff, to, I mean, for clients to let them know what to expect. What to expect. Mm -hmm. And Vicki, you said it was mostly the same with just a few things that have changed. It was changed. still fun. And if you've never seen it, you're not going to know. But I was like, oh, that's, oh, you know, I was totally critiquing it that way. What I was surprised about was there was not as many people in the stands as I thought there would be. They were still like six feet apart. 
So like on one row, you had six feet apart. And then in the blank spots of the front row, would behind them, that row would have a family. But they didn't fill all the way to the top. Now, that really? might... It might have been that people didn't realize it was open that day because I don't. I think that was one of the first showings of it on Saturday. I watched that, that blogger because I was like, "This is cool. I want to see how different it is." They did have the birds, and I can't remember which one of you guys was on it here. It was me. It oh, was okay. me, Sarah. Yeah, it loves the bird. I knew it was one of you guys. <laughs> yeah, that loves the birds. They didn't have them hang from the ceiling, which was weird oh, to me. Oh, bummer. Brad and I were like, "How is that gonna spread germ?" You know what I mean? Like, she's up in the air. But um, I guess they're yeah. just being cautious. But yeah, yeah, I was a little sad about no tumble monkeys. I, oh. I really, I really enjoy the tumble monkeys. But I thought it was good still. Yeah. Did you, Gina? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe but it was I kind never, of like a. I've never seen it in person either. I've only seen it in videos. Oh. Uh, yeah, you should see it in person. Oh yeah. I know sure. we have a lot of firsts to do in October. Friday. I was going to say, <laughs> do we have enough time to get all your firsts in? I didn't even realize. I'm just adding on slowly. Every time I go, I add something new that I haven't done on before. Well, so. that's fun too. I'm I'm right there with you, Gina. There's a lot of stuff I still haven't done because we we like we like to do a lot of the same things that we have done. That we really enjoy get, and can't give up. I just get tired of the, aren't you tired of going to Disney all the time? No. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> I do something new. It's not the same. You and Keith should do writer swap. Yeah. We do. We've done it. Oh, okay. I didn't realize you had. Just not as, it's mainly like when the kids are napping type thing. Because um, we're not going to make them wait in a line or, or well because lucy's getting old enough that she would get to ride with both of you yeah that's what happened last time and she loved that i'm sure and teddy sat outside slinky dog dash and cried because he oh, was like right. a pinky's too short Aww. we're like just let him on they couldn't he's let him chunky. on his tiptoes he's a chunky ass. kid he's not sliding out of there get <laughs> him on that ride see i have the opposite problem with the very skinny children <laughs> I don't know if I've told y'all this story, but my kids are tall enough to go on everything. And when we went and Alice was six and we got on Big Thunder Mountain for the first time and we went at night and she was sitting with me and that one just has the bar that comes down right. over both people. And she, we went down like one of those times when you kind of just drop and yeah. you're, you become weightless for a second. And she came up and went down and I had to grab hold of her because she slipped under the bar. The bar. Oh, oh my gosh. And I pulled her back up into the seat. <laughs> so I would say on that older ride where everyone in the seat is sharing a single bar, it's only gonna come down as to the biggest person, not yep. your tiny child. So I make sure wrap my feet around my kids. Yes. Make oh, sure you both my arms. arms on them. <laughs> I wrap I my have feet. My arms like wrapped around. I'm like, we're okay. You put your yeah. hands up. Mommy's got you. <laughs> I had my arm around her, but it didn't keep her from sliding. Sliding. Because you weren't expecting her to go down. You were expecting yes. her to come out. Yeah. Aye, so aye. I learned my lesson. <laughs> well, Teddy wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. He's a chunk. He's a chunk. <laughs> Um, some movie news now. I'm so excited to share this with you. Disney production is in full swing. The long-awaited Disney movie The Jungle Cruise with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt will finally come out on July 30th. Woohoo! That's my husband's yes. birthday. I'm so excited. Also coming to Disney Plus is the all-new original Marvel series Loki, which has been moved up from Friday, June 11th to Wednesday, June 9th. I'm very excited about this one, too. He is one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Another movie that we have touched on last month is Cruella, starring Emma Stone. Y'all, I know I say I'm excited about all of these, but this one just looks deliciously dark in a way that you don't usually see in Disney movies. So yeah. well, I'm- Emma Stone, yeah. I, you don't usually see as a dark character. So that's right. gonna be- Yes, I think it's gonna be refreshing, you know? Um, so it is set to hit theaters on May 28th. The trailer was amazing, like we just said, and we're all very anxious to see what Emma Stone does with the character. 
Disney has another animated series arriving on Disney Plus entitled Monsters at Work. Ben Feldman has joined the workforce of this series to beef up Monsters, Inc. and prepare us for a new Pixar film. Mm-hmm. Which I don't and think I realized a- that there was like a continuation of it coming. I didn't either. Yeah, they said it's going to be ocean-based or something. Hmm. And the other thing, um, not to jump in on Sarah's spiel of stuff, but uh, I know I put it out there for you guys, but Betsy recommended to me to watch that new Big Shot show with John Stamos. And I thought, well, I'll give it a try. You know, um, we usually all like about the same things. And so I thought, I'll try it. It was so good. I got sucked in and I'm dying for the next episode, but they come out on Fridays. Like... Mm -hmm. um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier did. And so it's just him taking over this girl's basketball team. And what what channel is that on? It's on Disney Plus. Oh, it is? What was it called again? Big Shot. Okay. Hmm. And it's just, it's, you know, he always, he played the funny side. He played a serious character on General Hospital years ago, but it's just neat to see this side of him. And Brad's like, and he looks really good for his age. I said, yes, he does. <laughs> that's why Vicky really likes it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, the truth. <laughs> well, when he was blacking on General Hospital, I really liked him. All right. So amazing news out of Epcot. The water fountain testing for the Epcot's upcoming Harmonious show has begun. Guests spotted that this week while the barges um, for the harmonious nighttime show fountains were like shooting off water and doing all kinds of things now that's not the show itself but i'm sure it was much better than looking at those eyesores that we've seen in the middle of the world showcase lagoon during the daylight hours that sarah and i are all saddened by um (laughs) well i'm gonna add a little something to this when you get done so I, i mean that's all about all i have is that this week they ran the fountains and guests were super excited about it because they thought that's one step closer to the show starting. So I'm sure the show will be great, but I still do not like looking at those things. <laughs> I saw the pictures of them testing the fountain and I'll admit I wasn't there and I know it's not the same, but it does not look pretty to me. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I am excited about the show, but I don't know. They could have done something to kind of camouflage it a little bit, I think. Something. You still see every, I mean, the water's coming out, but you still see the big the black Stargate circle. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we're all about to go through a portal into an alternate dimension. I know, Big Hero, <laughs> big hero 6. We're all in Big Hero 6. Oh, funny. So I, I apologize out there if you are a big fan of the barges. They're going to have to win Sarah over in January. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that show better be amazing. <laughs> I, I truly hope I eat my words, but when I walk into Epcot, you want to see. Know. I know. It's going to be hard for a while. It's just like when they took the hat down and I realized for a lot of people that hat was not always there. Like Chrissy, I remember when they took the hat down, she was like, finally. But I was like, what? The hat's down. No, the hat, that's where the hat belongs. So. We'll have to see. I'm excited for Harmonious, whenever that may be. Um, Disney's Animal Kingdom had electric electronic signs installed this week. Currently, they are displaying face coverings and current safety information. Eventually, they're going to showcase wait times and other park updates like the previously installed digital tip boards at the other parks. They inform guests of the current mask guidelines, showcasing that masks must be worn over the mouth and nose and be worn unless actively eating and drinking while stationary and physically distant. You guys know you've heard this, right? Lots and lots of times. (laughs) The new tip board signs also give health and safety reminders about mask placement, physical distancing, hand washing, and also give options for additional information if some of us have not heard (laughs) this yet then i don't know where you have been living (laughs) under a rock we know we know i'm excited for them to show something different 
Uh, over the past two years, Disneyland and Disney World have updated their manual wait time and open attractions board to these digital tip boards. It allows guests to see wait times in real time. Each tip board is themed to whichever land it is in. So I'm excited about these boards and I'm just ready for them to show what they're supposed to show. I, I was want to say step to normal. We're excited for what they were intended for originally before <laughs> right. the pandemic. I don't know about you, but I got several text messages when I was at Disney as well. Did everybody else get those? That was like every once in a while they just remind us like, remember physical distance and keep on your mask. I'm like, I I know. <laughs> no, I didn't but I did where that they were doing that um, during spring break. Oh, well, I was on spring break when I was there. And yeah, they would send out just random text messages throughout to the day to remind you. Just in case you forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I know. And because there's not cast members holding a sign that says that with a big smile. <laughs> Monster Seek, Mike and Sully to the Rescue reopened at Disney's California Adventure this week. Boo's Big Door greets as you enter the queue and the queue is entirely outside with physical distancing markers in place of course this wait was non-existent for the attraction when it opened on friday the cast members point you in the right direction throughout the queue and this attraction is currently seating one party per cab you will see all your favorites from monster inc mike sully boo Roz, as well as the cda and i don't know where i've been living under a rock but i've not been to disneyland so i'll give myself a break I want to watch this on YouTube just because I want to see it now that I've read about it. How cool. I love that. This I didn't. One, my kids love that movie. Yeah, it's such a cute one. I wish we had more. It was on uh, last week, I think I watched it one evening. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So self-pay parking machines have finally opened up in downtown Disney in Anaheim, California. Since downtown Disney district reopened, all park parking payments have been done by cast members as you drive into the Simba parking lot. Before the park closures, you would need to pay at the kiosk as you leave, even if you had validation from a restaurant or shop. In order to get validation, um, you must have a special digital validation from certain locations. Not all locations currently have it, so some places will stamp your parking ticket and you'll still have to pay at the toll booth as you exit. These machines will allow you to pay before you leave, so all you have to do is insert your ticket into the security kiosk and then drive away. The first hour of parking costs $10. Validations apply after the first hour of paid parking. You will receive an additional three hours of same-day parking with a $20 minimum purchase and validation from any downtown Disney location or up to five additional hours of same-day parking with the validation from any downtown Disney table service restaurant. Have I confused you yet? I was going to say, <laughs> this sounds way harder than Disney World. Right? I was thinking the same thing. We Disney did World, do you even pay? Yeah. Disney World, you you pay when you're going into the park. If no. you're driving from outside. No, like into D downtown Disney. I don't oh, think no, I paid not to park at downtown waiting. Disney. No, we don't yet. But, I'm but just, we will? I'm, no. I don't know. I'm just, I feel like that's just one more way to get some money. It's true. I mean, yeah, you pay to go and park at the parks. I'm actually kind of shocked that we didn't have to pay to park at downtown Disney, but ooh, yeah, that was a mouthful. That was confusing. I, I think it's because they have so little parking. Mm. Um, so they're maximizing it and making money from the deal. That would make but sense. It's, it sounded super confusing before they put in these electronic things. I don't even want to think about what it's like now because, yeah, right. or what it was like before, I should say. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, a Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, will take you to a galaxy far, far away for an all-immersive two-night vacation experience that goes beyond anything Disney has ever created before. Well, this experience is taking a little bit longer than Disney expected to be prepared. So the opening date has been postponed to sometime in 2022. I don't think any of us are surprised that this resort isn't ready to open, but it makes us wonder, do you think Disney is saving the opening to May 4th, 2022? 
that would be totally amazing, right? What do you guys think? I think it makes sense. It does make sense. It would be May a great the opening date. Yeah. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've already yeah. booked people's May 4th tickets for Hollywood Studios for next year. Oh, did you? Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So I think there's some inside information there. <laughs> they announced it on May the 4th that they mm -hmm. were postponing it, which makes me think there's like a little tie-in right there. Oh. I didn't realize Maybe. it was announced on May the 4th. That is. Yeah, I think I don't we're know. on I something. Think, uh, this hotel is going to attract a certain clientele. You think? And I think they're going to go no matter when it opens. <laughs> That's true. I can definitely tell you I would never be able to afford two nights there with my family. No way. Yeah. Well, no, Andrew I have people ask for quotes and I was like, oh, sure, I'll give it to you, but you're going to be sad. <laughs> I'd like to see Andrew sleep in one of those little bunks. Oh, right. Him and his <laughs> long legs. It has just been announced that Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel will reopen and welcome back guests starting June 15th, 2021 with limited capacity. Guests can also look forward to the return of some favorite dining locations, including Napa Rose and Storytellers Cafe starting May 28th, 2021 at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. The Disneyland Hotel will reopen at a later date. Guests can book room reservations starting May 6, 2021 and make Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel their perfect summer destination. As part of the phase reopening, Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel will not have food and beverage offerings initially. However, hotel guests may visit any of the nearby outlets at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, such as GCH Craftsman Bar and Grill, Hearthstone Lounge, Storytellers Cafe, and Napa Rose Restaurant, plus the many food and beverage offerings throughout the downtown Disney district. Select restaurants in the downtown Disney district also provide delivery services. For added convenience, guests of Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel and Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa can scan QR codes right from their in-room TV to access the links to those restaurants, delivery web pages, and order food and beverages that can be delivered right to the hotel lobbies. How cool After is that? Rooms, the that lobbies. is really cool. Yes. Here, I'm just going to see Disney World did that. Surely they can. Why wouldn't they? That doesn't make any sense. I know. I love that. <laughs> I love that you could do that for if you could do that for quick serve for your uh, resort resort food place. That I was going to awesome. say because Disney World is too big; it's too spread out. True. Well, if you just did the restaurants it's there at the resort. It's probably but, coming. I'm sure they have it in the works. <laughs> we can hope. Probably. So this made me really excited. Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor has been closed for over a year at Magic Kingdom due to COVID-19 pandemic, as we know. And the entire cast and crew were laid off in October. During its closure, the attraction's waiting area has been used as an overflow for the Buzz Lightyear spin. Um, the main sign outside of the show has remained visible, but the billboard-like sign near the entrance had been covered until this week. And the sign was reshown and it has Mike Wazowski on it and says the future of energy is a joke this may indicate Disney's plans to reopen that's what I'm hoping though Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor has no live performers on stage guests are seated stationary next to each other for a duration of the show so the space would need to be between parties which is what we've seen from all the other shows and the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor may also reopen with a modified possibly shorter version of the show we'll have to see but my family loves this show mostly because Brad got picked on every time we went there. And I think it's just because he's tall and they saw we love the one show too. That's the one t-shirt he had on was a Jack. I mean, he was bright orange with jack-o'-lantern face on it because we were there at Halloween time. And um, I'm pretty sure that's why he got chosen that time. But we love that show. I don't if they're going to spread people out. I don't think they need to shorten the show. That's just my opinion. Right. I agree. I because that area is big enough anyway you can even with social distancing families you can still get a lot of people in there right because there's got to be at least six feet in between each section because right. there's three sections i think that they should just keep it the way it is agreed and i think i wonder if maybe the reason they're kind of starting to reopen they did need that for the line queue for buzz Lightyear. Right. um Space Ranger spin. However, if they're going to eventually go to that three feet, 
then maybe they don't need all that extra space. So maybe that's kind of why they're leaning towards like, or they're starting to prepare for this show might be coming back because we can use that queue space again. Makes sense. That's just what I'm thinking. Maybe. We'll see. Over the weekend, guests were checking in on some of our favorite rides along with the reopening of Disneyland Resort. On Wednesday, some guests took a spin on Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters in Disney California Adventure. The ride queues is housed inside of Luigi's Casa Della Tires as uh, an ex exact recreation of the building from the Disney Pixar film Cars. Pristine white-walled tires and references to Italy fill Luigi's Tire Shop. As in customary with every ride reopen in Disneyland Resort, the queue now has physically distancing markers throughout that allow parties to properly distance themselves from each other. Luigi and Guido welcome you into the courtyard once you exit the tire shop. At the end of the queue, guests wait to be assigned a grouping. Once assigned a number group, guests wait for their turn to select a car to take for a spin. Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters is a trackless ride system that features some high-tech choreography set to music during the ride. Choreography. Yeah, choreography. Choreography. <laughs> choreography. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a mouthful. <laughs> As we reported last week, the Princess Promenade at Epcot is the last character cavalcade remaining. Belle, Aurora, and Snow White travel around the world showcase in a horse-drawn carriage with plastic barriers between them. Previously, Jasmine was also in the carriage, but Mulan has replaced her. I, uh, ironically, we caught Mulan as the cavalcade went through the Morocco Pavilion. A couple of weeks ago, we saw that Mulan and Moana joined their cavalcade. What do we think about Disney bringing these more behind-the-scenes princesses front and center? Love it. I do too. I think it's neat that we get. They're not. It's not the same. They're mixing it up. I wish they would change it throughout the day because right. then yes. if you see it more than once, then you right. get to see all different kinds of princesses. Yeah, yeah. all great. Sarah gets to sing this week. Oh boy! Uh, yeah. No, no singing for me. I will politely say food, glorious food. <laughs> there we go. Um, Cape May Cafe at Disney's Beach Club Resort is finally reopening this month on Tuesday the 18th. Thanks to the Walt Disney World website, we now have a much clearer idea of what will be served when both breakfast and dinner return to Cape May Cafe. Breakfast at Cape May Cafe costs $25 per adult and $14 per child, plus tax and gratuity. It is marketed as, quote, all you care to enjoy. The menu is fairly simple and standard fare with an assortment of pastries, including a croissant, multigrain croissant, French rolls, lobster tail pastry filled with pastry cream, and mini muffins with butter, jelly, and chocolate hazelnut spread. Additionally, mixed fresh fruits and yogurt parfaits will be available, as well as a breakfast platter with Mickey waffles, buttermilk pancakes, brioche French toast, cage-free scrambled eggs, bacon, breakfast sausage, crispy potato barrels, and beef hash. That is a lot of food yeah. for the price. That is a low yeah. price. Mm -hmm. I know it's a low price. I know it was more when they had the characters and they don't have those back quite yet, but. Since we know that other ones are coming, hopefully that means more coming behind it. So this is a great idea on your off day, go for like a brunch. So sleep in a little bit, head over here, check out Beach Club, and then enjoy some amazing all you care to eat. Because if I'm gonna get up at seven and go here, uh, all I care to eat is not gonna be very much. <laughs> but if you're catching me at 10 o'clock, I would care to eat a lot more. She's hangry so at 10, 10 o'clock. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, go there and do that. That sounds amazing. So dinner and can top off your day at Cape May Cafe, but it will set you back slightly more than breakfast at $42 for the adults and $25 for children plus tax and gratuity. This will now be a family style feast. If you've eaten there before, like we have, it wasn't in prior to this. It's gonna have house-baked breads and accompaniments, a seasonal harvest salad, the turf platter with slow roasted strip loin, oven roasted lemon pepper chicken, mashed potatoes, and farmer's market vegetables. A seafood boil with PEI mussels, peel and eat shrimp, 
Cape May clams, sustainable catch of the day, red bliss potatoes, and corn. Snow crab legs will be available, but it will be an additional $29 per pound. Woo, that's a hefty little price. Or you can get a whole steamed lobster for $35. Although Minnie's Beach Bash character breakfast and seafood more dinner buffet will not return at reopening, this is still a pretty fair compromise, and we look forward to when the full full Cape May Cafe experience can return to the Disney's Beach Club. And as we mentioned previously, Cape May Cafe reopens Tuesday, May 18th, and guests may make reservations beginning May the 7th, which was this past Friday. I'm excited. Are you guys excited? Have you guys eaten there? I didn't think about no. that. I haven't been there. there. We are I big seafood people, and so it had amazing, it has amazing seafood. My so. oldest two would be my oldest two kids would be but the rest of us are not big i'll well, eat they, shrimp and that's about it well but they have the carving station and they have fried chicken and they have macaroni I'll cheese see, Chris for that. and pizza <laughs> but yeah i'm very excited that it's reopening that gives me hope I'm penciling in for breakfast. <laughs> the Plaza Restaurant on Main Street USA in the Magic Kingdom got a menu change. When they reopened last summer, the Plaza had a very reduced menu. And now they're gonna be debuting a new menu that has even some plant-based items. The appetizer menu sees the loss of the wedge salad replaced by the BLT salad. Also new are the seared crab cakes and plant-based chili. The entree menu sees the depart of the bangers and mash, aww, and the Plaza Turkey Club replaces the Plaza Club. The new sandwich does not have ham, but the rest of the ingredients and the price are the same. The Main Street Burger has replaced the Plaza Burger, and new additions include a roast beef au jus, the fried chicken sandwich, and the plant-based Chili Impossible Burger. I really like this restaurant as a choice for Magic Kingdom. I do like this restaurant. I just um, didn't realize this one was open, even when I was there. Yeah, I didn't realize it was open either. Or maybe maybe, I did, and I just didn't pay attention. Maybe they snuck it open when we were paying attention. (laughs) You just think we wouldn't know that. My sister-in-law and their family went there um, in April. I know. Hmm. Did you say it was quick service? No, I said no, it's no. not. So yeah, it's that's... not. Yeah. It's just okay, I so usually I'm, notice. I'm excited about this next one. The beloved dinner service at Chef Mickey's inside Disney's Contemporary Resort will returning on Sunday, May 16th, featuring an all-you-care-to-enjoy family-style dinner. And at long last, we finally know what will be on the menu with Chef when Chef Mickey's dinner service returns next Sunday. Starting Sunday, May 16th, guests will be welcome to dinner at Chef Mickey's with the following menu. The course costs $55 for adults and $36 for children, tax and gratuity excluded. For the first course, guests will be offered a choice of seasonal, composed, plant-based salad, a citrus poached baby shrimp with creamy cilantro lime broccoli slaw, greens, avocados, and tomatoes. Chef Mickey Caesar or the pastry chef bread selections. That was a mouthful. Plated signature items for guests main course will be a choice of potato gnocchi with roasted mushroom cream, baby spinach, parmesan, and herbs. Roasted garlic gratin potatoes with Mickey's Parmesan Frico or plant-based farro wheat fried rice. Accompaniments will be baby carrots and lemon tarragon butter and brown sugar or asparagus with gremolata. Protein selections include a prime rib with mushroom ragu and roasted onions. Roasted salmon with sweet mustard glaze and southern style braised kale or traditional roasted breast of turkey with summer succotash and gravy. Children's selections are also available, consisting of a fairly standard kids platter, which includes mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, turkey corn dog nuggets, tater, puffs, and steamed broccoli. There's also Chef Mickey's vegetable dippers with ranch. The chefs will be preparing a special dessert, but the details have not yet been released. This makes me kind of sad because I can tell you one thing, my family would not eat half of that stuff. They would be ordering off the kids' menu. (laughs) 
It does sound really that? fancy. Because, because I love Chef Mickey's. It does sound pretty fancy. Yeah, that's true. Chris would eat prime rib though, right? Yeah. Yeah, he would eat that. He just wouldn't eat the vegetable crap. <laughs> <laughs> he just not gonna he's not gonna want those vegetable dippers, is what you're telling me. And, and Andrew and I would probably eat the roasted salmon. But you know what? He might be okay with those tater puffs. Yes. <laughs> and then if he can get a side of um, the corn or the chicken nuggets and the mac and cheese and the corn dogs, we'll be good. <laughs> can we get the adult-sized kids portion or the kids adult-sized kids meal? You know what? They very well might do that. I can't yeah, imagine they would. Yeah, if you paid your like, adult price and you said, could I just have all you care to eat kids items, they would probably say yes. Yeah, I would say Well, so. they'd be making money. Right, for sure. exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. So why wouldn't they? So over in Disneyland, the Red Rose Tavern debuted the Cinderella popcorn bucket for purchase, but there's no popcorn in it. I found this interesting. What? Red Rose Tavern is a quick service location in Fantasyland, and the menu says that it's a popcorn bucket, but instead of popcorn, they give you a side of french fries. The oh, Legacy yeah. Pass holder discount applies for this. The strap is removable if you choose to do so. It marks that this souvenir celebrates 70 years of Cinderella. The wheels roll so it can be a toy vehicle also, and the top opens, it's pretty big inside, and the lid lights up. The guests are still able to purchase it with popcorn from the popcorn cart in the hub area on Main Street of Disneyland. The bucket is designed after Cinderella's wedding carriage. They had a 2015 version representing the pumpkin coach, but this variation has a different color and Cinderella in a wedding dress. It's really cool. And I think- I love Cinderella. Well, I would, I would guess that a lot of little girls would like to have one of these little carriages. Uh, right. Now, if you get this with french fries in it, could you get your popcorn refill? They did not say, but I can try I bet you probably could. I French fries better than popcorn. <laughs> yes, I, I, I understand. <laughs> but some, you know, get your french fries and then later you can get your popcorn too. Yeah. Hmm. Two for one. For sure. All right, let's talk about merchandise. With Mother's Day being this past weekend, happy Mother's Day, all of you wonderful mothers, and Father's Day just around the corner, this family-themed set of mugs has arrived in Walt Disney World just in time. The Mickey Mouse Dad mug is navy blue. The interior of the mug is the same shade of blue and contains the Walt Disney World Resort logo. On the back side of the mug, the four Walt Disney World Resort icons are printed. Cinderella Castle, Spaceship Earth, the Hollywood Tower Hotel, and the Tree of Life. Minnie Mouse dons her pink bow on this pink mug for mom. The interior of this mug is white and it features the Walt Disney World Resort logo. This mug also features the Walt Disney World icons on the backside. Okay, I need to add to my collection. <laughs> There's more. I know, I see that. So the great grandpa mug contains a more classic styled Mickey Mouse. The interior of this mug is also white and features the Walt Disney World Resort logo. The back of this mug also has the Walt Disney World Resort icons, perfect for the grandpa and your family that love the parks. On this bright red mug, Grandma is written in script beneath Minnie Mouse as she dons her classic flower hat. The interior of the mug is white and lined with a red Walt Disney World logo. The back of this mug also displays the park icons. All of these mugs can be found in World of Disney at Disney Springs. I really like the mugs that have the two colors, where the outside's one color and the inside's another color. They're not yeah, like that, but I like, like that, that one. They're snazzy. So Loungefly has released a mini backpack and matching wallet featuring a new ride that is one of my favorites. I can't wait to ride it. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It is at Walt Disney World Resorts and online at Shop Disney. The bag features many of the wacky mishaps from the ride, including the terrifying twister and Mickey and Minnie's trip over the waterfall. Guests found the mini backpack at Sunset Club Couture on Hollywood Boulevard at Disney's Hollywood Studios. The backpack is white with light blue handles and accents. Tiny blue Mickey heads are dotted in between the cartoon vignettes. 
The inside has a different pattern with the train itself, along with other motifs from the attraction, including the blueberry pie that blows up the train engine in the now defunct pre-show. It'll be back at some point. It shall be back. Yes. That one is super cute. Did you get one for Mother's Day? I got myself one. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Did you get the floral one? No, uh, I would. I tried to get myself one and also have my husband get me one. Oh. Um, but he <laughs> didn't. He didn't catch on <laughs> to that and just assumed the one I got for myself was his gift to me. <laughs> so, just wait whoopsies. till Lucy's a little bit older and she'll be able to help with that. That's okay. I'll probably just get myself that other one next. But I got the one with the the one that I lost. Uh, I showed you a picture. It has like the ears and it's got a bow. Um, oh, cute. I was like, oh, I wanted this one, but I was outbid or whatever. I ended up getting a different one. That was the same design. But I'm looking at this Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, uh, Railway Lounge Live Backpack, and it is pretty cute. It is the only thing that I wish it wasn't white. Mm-hmm. They get feel dirty like white, so fast. Yeah, it shows the dirt. Luckily, on the inside, it's not white. It's that light blue, but... True. Eh, yeah. Well, thank you, Gina and Sarah, for joining us this week for Rumors and News. And if you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, contact us at yourstorytravel.com by clicking on the agent tab and finding one of us, Stephanie, Gina, Sarah, or me, Vicki. You just need to click on our picture to find out our email and it'll give you right to us and we can hook you up with a magical trip. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. Sarah, Vicki, and I will be airing the third installment of our resort reviews. This week, we'll be talking about the Grand Floridian. You don't want to miss it. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our TikTok page for Your Story Travel is at Your Story Travel. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>